Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome back to PhoenixConcussionRecovery.com podcast, along with Concussion Talk podcast. I'm here with Nick Mercer again. We're going to be doing a three-part series on chronic pain. Um, we want to also talk about our sponsor, so Head Check Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more information. And again, welcome back to our three-part series. I apologize for the delay. We've been a little bit wrapped up in coronavirus recently, but uh, we'll be able to roll out a couple of these to you. And they'll be run just like an um, educational session for patients. So make sure you listen to them in order and you check back frequently. Thanks so much. Okay, so we're heading into part three of chronic pain education or therapeutic neuroscience education. As a brief reminder, all of this information comes from and is a summary of Adrian Lowe and Dr. Mosley's work. Um, so Drs. Lowe and Mosley have dedicated their practice and their lives to solving this chronic pain problem. So lots of shout outs to them. They are amazing. Um, remember that we have 400 nerves in our peripheral nervous system, and if we were to lay them end-to-end, -end, it's 45 miles long. So it's a lot of information being gated and checked all day long in a healthy system. 100 billion neurons in the brain, more than particles in the entire universe. 90% of all opioids used in the world are used in the United States of America. So start being an active participant in your pain be an active participant in your care to try to trim down some of these statistics. Your brain has the ability to turn that faucet on, so have a wet brain, and produce those chemicals that are 800 times more powerful than the strongest opioid on the planet. So just remember that you have all the power and the ability to take care of this. Of course, the benefits of exercise, which we've talked about in multiple podcasts in the past, but especially in chronic pain, in order to get an analgesic or a pain relief effect, all you have to do is 50% of your max effort, so 50% effort 
for more than 10 minutes a day. And you might not start there. You might need to start with one load of laundry instead of having a little bit of relief and doing all the laundry in the house. You might have to start with just a slow walk around the block like you're walking an old dog and you can build up to that 50% effort. So you start where you're at. If you're seeing someone for your pain and you've had 60 visits or whatever it is, you ask them to meet you where you're at. Can you just give me two exercises? I simply can't remember all six. And that's our job as healthcare providers to identify when this is a problem and meet you where you're at versus giving you goals that you simply cannot attain. Okay. Over time you will, but not right away. A six mile run stimulates the same amount of endorphins as 10 milligrams of morphine. And you want to talk to yourself with positive interactions. I'm sore, but I'm safe. Hurt doesn't equal harm. Motion is lotion. Tease it, touch it, nudge it. So start to introduce movement. We've talked about our um, we've talked about our nervous system becoming sensitized. We talked about our pain meeting. The pain meeting is my favorite thing about chronic pain. They've actually been able to show on imaging a change in the pain meeting, a decrease in firing in those areas just by doing education and starting to tease it, touch it, nudge it, starting to work their way into exercise. They're able to find that that pain meeting starts to adjourn. Lots of research and science to back up this information. Okay. So moving into part three, we're going to talk about now you've had chronic pain for, we're not talking about the three-monthers, we're talking about the year, two years, five-year people. We're talking about what happens long-term under chronic stress to our body. And this is going to pile on top of that gatekeeper leaving the booth, the nervous system becoming hypersensitized, the pain meeting taking over all of the departments that are supposed to be doing other jobs. So now we've got these stress hormones that get released because we think we're in danger. So we should have homeostasis or our system should be a fine-tuned machine. There should be balance all the time between the good and the danger hormones. When we have chronic pain, we move from adrenaline, which is fast acting, to cortisol. These are important. You know, if I'm in stress or if I'm in a hot environment or if I'm in, in giving a presentation at work, I want to feel adrenaline. If I'm performing in sports, I want to feel these effects, right? They're important. But long term, they actually build up and become toxic in our system. So if we're in that fight or flight, that sympathetic drive long term after our head injury or our back injury or our shoulder injury, we're actually going to start to release cortisol long term and it will become toxic to our system. So it's really important that we become an active participant. So in stress, good or bad, the system is going to release what's called cytokines or little chemicals and cortisol. In, in chronic stress, you're going to be constantly releasing these and it becomes damaging. Patients will actually tell me, oh, well, I've actually been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue before. First of all, I don't know how you even knew that on your own, but good on you, right? But if you've ever been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, that means that you were not in homeostasis. There was a chronic problem going on where your neuroendocrine system was sending out bad information. So what happens in chronic pain? Our muscles actually turn off our postural stability muscles. So if you've ever been to physio or PT, you've learned that they want you to fire those deep neck flexor muscles. They teach you those little muscles segment to segment in your spine. If you've been for your back, you learn you have to transverse abdominus exercises, right? Tightening the corset. Well, in chronic pain, those muscles actually turn off. So now your therapist is trying to target muscles that can't even fire because you've got this cortisol flooding your system. And that leads to decreased spinal stability in your system. 
So you're going to feel fatigue. You're going to feel tissue sensitivity. My, my tissues are sore. They're sore because I have these chemicals flooding my system. We'll have chronic inflammation in our system. You can actually have what's called sterile inflammation. So this is that person who sprained their ankle six months ago and they still have swelling like it happened yesterday. And the reason why is that our nervous system is sending down those bad chemicals still. So it's called sterile inflammation because there's no actual tissue damage still viable there, but you still have that same response of inflammation. You'll actually have changes to your bowel and bladder function. You'll have changes in your sex drive. You'll have changes in your immune system. These are the people who say, I get sick like every month I'm sick and ever since I had my injury. And it's because you simply can't fight off infection anymore. So our neuroendocrine system starts to send too much. Our sleep and immune system responses go on hold. We'll have an increased heart rate, decreased reproductive drive, decreased digestion. We're shunting the blood flow away from our organs and into that fight or flight system. Our nervous system becomes less sensitive to anything other than what it perceives as a threat. So we lose more of that good information. You have changes in your appetite, changes in your sleep, your memory, your focus, your concentration are all negatively impacted by this cortisol. So we have our pain meeting, we have that mechanical change, and then we also have this chemical change that's happening and they're feeding off of one another. So they're, they're layering each other. So what do we want to do about this? the same exact information that we've been talking about. You have to tease it, touch it, nudge it. You have to start to move in a safe way. You have to do exercise, even if it's just five minutes a day at a three to five out of 10 effort, that is better than doing absolutely nothing at all. Okay, so that's that adrenal response. Now, what's also really interesting about chronic pain is that we'll get what's called a noisy neighbor. So my pain started, let's say, in the right side of my back. I had an injury to my SI joint, and I've been feeling pain there for a year. Now, all of a sudden, I notice that that pain is starting to spread down my leg. Now, weird, my thigh hurts. Okay, now my knee hurts. You know what? Now, actually, it's the left side of my back that hurts. It's my mid-back that hurts. And so as a therapist, before we understood chronic pain, we would say, oh, man, here's that draining patient back on my schedule again. Their whole body hurts. There's nothing actually wrong with them. What am I going to do with this person? Well, that person has having that very real pain experience that is spreading and that is terrifying to them. Now my pain is in multiple areas, right? And the reason that happens is the alarm system has been going off in your house for a year. And your neighbors are like, what is going on over there, right? So the noisy, nosy neighbors start to chime in and they start to become part of the problem, okay? So we have these chronic danger signals coming up to our brain. The gatekeeper says, screw this, I'm gonna leave the booth. I can't do this job anymore. There's too much to do. So now we have nothing filtering that information like we talked about when we touch fire versus when our clothing touches our skin. So we're going to start to feel the clothing touching our skin. We're going to start to feel the cold air brushing by our arm fracture. Now what starts to happen is you get cross connections from one spinal segment to the other that are able to interact with each other. So that's why you'll notice that your pain starts to spread to your thigh from your low back because you go from one spinal segment to the next. We also have cross connections from the left and the right side of our body. So if this pain problem goes on long enough, 
I'm going to start to feel the pain widespread across my back instead of just localized to that spot that I initially injured. So now I have pain on the left side of my back, the right side of my back. It's spreading up the right side of my back and down my right leg. So I'm getting those noisy neighbors are participating. There's no injury to any of those areas, but the pain feels exactly the same. The pain experience is exactly the same, but there's no injury to those areas. Okay, so that's that noisy neighbor. And then on top of that, we have what's called homunculus smudging. So in the human brain, we have what's called our homunculus. It's this weird looking little guy that lays across our, our brain and his little hand is over his head, right? And they've done tons of research, so we know a whole lot about the homunculus. And we know that if I put a teeny tiny little pin in that one particular spot in your brain, you will feel sensation in your right elbow on the medial or the inside side of your elbow. So we know exactly where all those little pinpoints are that respond to sensory in our body. Okay? So that's that two-point discrimination we talked about before. It starts to widen. So in chronic pain, the homunculus, the picture of where that body part is, actually becomes blurry. So it's like if you wear glasses and you take your glasses off and you try to look at some details, it's blurry. And that's what happens when you have homunculus smudging. So this is the principle of if you don't use it, you lose it. So we used to think that it took months of non-use for the homunculus to smudge. But they did a lot of research, as they, as this group does, and they found that after 30 minutes of non-use, the picture becomes blurry. So think about that. They did a study where they taped two fingers together for 30 minutes. They did their tests on the brain. They took the tape off, and they went to use those fingers, and the picture, the homunculus, had become smudgy. They had lost some of that movement and sensation in those fingers. So now think about the fact that you haven't moved your knee or your shoulder properly in two years. Your brain doesn't even know the difference between 50% of your range of motion and 80% of your range of motion. You don't even know where you are in space. You don't know where those different body parts are. The picture has become blurry, but just like non-use, if you don't use it, you lose it, makes it blurry. They found encouragingly that just using those two fingers, the image became sharp again. So we lost it after 30 minutes of non-use and gained it back after 30 minutes of use. So in order for you to start to build back that picture from all your chronic pain and know where your joints are in space, all you have to do is move them and use them. So if you don't use it, you lose it. But if you use it, the picture becomes brighter and sharper until your brain knows exactly what's happening, okay? So we have our pain meeting. This is, we're summing it all up now. We've got our action potentials of our hypersensitized nervous system sending chemical impulses up the brain, and the brain has to decide what in the world is going on. The nervous system becomes more and more sensitized. My brain turns the faucet off. It stops releasing those feel-good chemicals. So now I'm feeling everything all the time. The lion in my life is my pain. The most distracting and all-encompassing thing is my pain. That's all I can think about. My gatekeeper says, I'm over all of you. It leaves the booth, and now anybody can go through the security checkpoint that wants to. My pain starts to spread. It starts to become more diffuse. We don't really know what's happening. My therapist is giving me eight exercises and wants me to exercise for 30 minutes a day, but my whole brain is in a pain meeting, and I can't remember how to do my exercises. I can't do all the nuances of the movement because I can't focus and concentrate enough to be an active participant. 
And then over time, this is crazy. My immune system and my neuroendocrine system go on the fritz and the cortisol is poisoning and toxic to my system and my appetite and my bowel and bladder and my sleep and my immune system are all deficient and my tissues are sore and stiff. So all this stuff has just gotten this ball rolling and it feels like you can't stop the momentum of that roll down the hill. But research shows if you use knowledge as power, you start to turn that faucet back on. You do your body scans, you do your five by five breathing, you do your meditations, you start to be aware of your symptoms, you say is this sensation or is this pain? That faucet turns on, it's a trickle. Then the faucet turns on, it's a steady stream. And then the faucet turns on and it's a heavy flow and we're calming that nervous system back down again. You go for your 10 minute walk every day, you tease it, touch it, nudge it, you remember I'm sore but I'm safe. Okay, I'm okay. I just walked around the block. My back is acting up, but you know what, back? You're actually fine. Nothing bad actually happened here. I'm going to know I'm sore but safe. Hurt doesn't equal harm. I calm my nervous system back down again. Slowly, my pain meeting starts to adjourn. My neuroendocrine system stops flooding me with cortisol, and I can come out the other side. And they've been able to show this on studies, long-term studies, fMRIs, treating lots and lots of patients. They've been able to show the reproducibility of this information over and over again. So you're going to treat yourself with grace. When you fail, no big deal. It's a work in progress. When you're successful, you're going to celebrate it. If over the next two weeks, your chronic pain at a six or a seven out of 10 can come down by half of a point, you're going to celebrate that. Go out to dinner. Well, you can't go out to dinner because it's coronavirus, but you'll, you'll have takeout that night, right? You'll do something to celebrate the greatness that you were able to achieve. And over time, over the next couple months, you're going to chip away at this. You're going to understand why it happened. You're going to understand how to stop it from happening again. And you're going to start to find your pain fade away to a more reasonable level. So I hope that that was really helpful for you. I know that the third one is kind of tough because it's a lot of details, but you can always re-listen or you can reach out to your healthcare provider and ask for more. Nick, questions, what do you got? Oh, geez, uh, well, I'm trying to think of the all three questions, but you, you remind me of the, of the physiotherapist I know here is also very positive. So that's Jen Shakers. <laughs> that's a very good thing. For, trust me. Um, Thank you. You're very positive. Um, the uh, I just this is, this is a very this boring scientific question I guess, but uh, the uh, the the cortisol toxicity does that have any natural way to does like just it just goes right to, straight to your liver? Does there are there like liver problems with people with chronic chronic pain? You know I don't know about the liver itself. I know that it's um that it becomes toxic because it affects that homeostasis. So yeah, when you're in that sympathetic drive long term or that fight or flight drive all of your organs will suffer because yeah. you're shunting chemicals and blood flow away from your organs to get into that hyper alert yeah. right so your pupils will dilate your respiratory rate will increase your breathing rate will increase your heart rate will increase because you're trying to get ready for that caveman days response and so that's why the five by five breathing and the meditations are so important because that actually has been proven by science to put us in that parasympathetic drive or that relaxation. 
when we're in that rest and digest or parasympathetic drive, our organs can heal themselves and do their jobs properly. So I would say probably inadvertently yes to the liver question, but I'm certainly not an expert enough to know. It's not, it doesn't, like, doesn't go there to be detoxified or, or the liver doesn't release, doesn't release, so. doesn't release compost. Because I know like when I, when I was doing under chemotherapy, when I had cancer a few years ago, uh, two years ago, um, I had to stop chemo at one point because I, because it was toxic, toxic to my liver. My liver was being mm -hmm. worked. So that would be kind of like, because obviously the chemicals from the chemotherapy were being, being a, what's the word known for? Not digested with the liver, but detoxified yeah, with the liver. Yeah, they're processed through the liver. The process, yeah. process, that's and, right, yeah. And so is, so is that you know, that's why Tylenol like, is so dangerous, right? So and like, and like the opioids. Opioid crisis. People, if people take it to pain, then those people overdose on maybe on, on opioids, but also on cortisol and and everything. So the liver is just totally shot. I yeah, I mean, are... if we're taking all these medications that are digested or that are processed by the same organ, that's yeah. why people will have altered liver function, right? So yeah. chemo, same thing. I yeah. mean, much more intense, but same principle. Yeah. And then you're taking these drugs into your system. And so especially Tylenol, which has a very narrow therapeutic index, when we take medications that are prescribed by our doctor, you'll see on a lot of labels do not take with, contains acetaminophen, do not take yeah. with Tylenol, do not take with acetaminophen. And the reason yeah. why is because you're taking in all these different chemicals and that one organ has to digest them. And now if you're in chronic pain and you're shunting blood flow away from those organs, they can't even do their job properly. So, yeah. you know, again, I would never claim to be a microbiologist or a, <laughs> a neuroanatomist or anything like that. So you might have to go to a different source for that answer. Oh, still. And then dark answer, but that was that was great and uh, very positive uh, instructions and outlook on on what to do about chronic pain. So I I thank you. That was great. Yeah, I mean it's made a huge difference in my um, patients' lives, in my own personal life. You know, I had my head injury and my yeah. chronic neck injury. I had shoulder surgery this summer that was not going yes, very and, well. And how was, and how was as shoulder I started learning more and more about chronic pain and I started implementing these strategies in my own life, I really noticed a positive improvement. And I also okay. noticed what a slippery slope it can be backwards. So especially in this whole coronavirus world that we're living in and the stress, I've noticed my headaches have been worse and my neck pain and my shoulder pain have been worse. And so, you know, at some point things are all a give and take and I've kind of relaxed on my chronic pain principles. And so I have to revisit this. So teaching other people about it's great because it reminds me, Lauren, yeah. pay attention, right? And so um, I start to implement those strategies again and I notice that my nervous system calms back down again. So it's definitely not a you got there and you're there permanently. There seems to be in those times of stress, like anything else, these things can leak back through. And that's why it's so important to treat yourself with that grace and know that it's okay. You know what? It's okay. I had a bad week at work and my pain's a little bit worse. I'm not a failure for that. In fact, I'm proud of myself for recognizing it and doing something about it. Yeah, so that's they're, really they're a different line, I guess. Different line, right? Coronavirus line, yeah. is currently the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, fingers. How how is your shoulder now after your surgery? Uh, my shoulder's doing pretty good. I mean, it's better than it was back in December, and I and I haven't been good about my therapy. That's for sure. So I have you to say, it's mostly my chronic pain education that's been helping me more than anything. 
Is it your left arm? Because your leg, you raised your right arm there during the when I can. Yeah, it's I, not I, too I bad, right? It's not a hundred percent, but no. I don't really care because I couldn't move it a hundred percent before because it would pop out. You raised it above your head. It looked good to me, so yeah. I can reach up. You know, I can raise that? the roof if I need to. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, thanks for listening to this three-part series. And if you want to find us or ask us more questions, I'm available on Twitter at LZ Concussion. Our website is Phoenix, like the bird, phoenixconcussionrecovery.com. Or you can go to concussiontalk.com for Nick's website. All of our podcasts are available there, plus all the other awesome people that he has on are available on his website. Um, so I like seeing what he's been up to. And you can email me at any time. Um, and please remember, don't get all your medical advice from podcasts ever. Please just ask your healthcare providers more um, if you want to know more. Or you can safely, from almost everybody, start to do those little walks and start to use some of these principles while your therapist educates themselves if they're not already aware. So thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys learned something. And your Twitter? Oh, at LZ Concussion. You can find me on there. Great. Thank you so much. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.